This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? Now you can thanks to HubSpot Sales Hub, a connected, customizable sales platform that's a joy to use. Try it at HubSpot.com sales. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. Taiwan has a new president, the Democratic Progressive Party's Lai Ching-de. He's already the self-ruled island's vice president and has now won an historic third term for the DPP. NPR's Emily Fang reports. Taiwan's opposition candidates conceded quickly, thanking their running mates and voters. Here, Hou Youyi, the opposition KMT party's candidate, apologized to voters for letting them down in a concession speech in New Taipei City. Lai, Taiwan's next president, won on a platform of pro-Taiwan identity, liberal social values, and a more aggressive stance against China, which wants control over Taiwan one day and has not ruled out using military force to do so. However, Lai's party lost its majority in Taiwan's legislature, and Lai himself only won about 40 percent of the popular vote, meaning he will govern over a divided society over the next four-year term. Emily Fang, NPR News, Taipei, Taiwan. The U.S. military carried out more airstrikes overnight against the Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. Officials say the attacks are in response to Houthi attacks on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. NPR's Peter Kenyon has been monitoring events from Istanbul. The airstrikes followed a number of warnings uh, from President Joe Biden, the U.S. Central Command, uh, warning that these Houthi attacks on commercial ships transiting the Red Sea had to stop. Uh, And the airstrikes have done considerable damage, uh, the latest targeted uh, Houthi radar facility. But so far, the strikes do not appear to have deterred the Houthis. Their public response, at least, has been to declare that their attacks will continue. NPR's Peter Kenyon. The Turkish Defense Ministry says its forces carried out airstrikes against Kurdish militants in northern Iraq today. The operation came after an attack on a Turkish military base in Iraq yesterday that killed nine Turkish soldiers. Several people have died in brutal winter weather in the U.S. coast-to-coast. Record-setting cold, heavy snow, and flooding rain are all forecast this weekend. NPR's Amy Held has more. Arctic cold is covering much of the country, with wind chill warnings stretching from Washington State Saturday all the way into Texas and Illinois. In Montana, a staggering negative 70-degree wind chill was forecast. Exposure can turn fatal fast. Outside Chicago, authorities said Friday a man died from the cold. Blizzards and snow and ice storms are also blanketing parts of the central and Pacific Northwest. Avalanche deaths were reported this week in California and Idaho. Warmer air in the east may mean a lot more rain that the saturated ground can't soak in fast enough, resulting in more flood risk. And strong winds could lead to coastal flooding, including in Maine, on the heels of damaging high waves this week. Amy Held, NPR News. This is NPR News. Federal prosecutors say they're asking for the death penalty for a white supremacist who killed 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket in 2022. He had pleaded guilty to state charges and is now already serving a life sentence in prison. He's now facing federal hate crime and gun charges. This is the first time in the Biden administration that the Justice Department is authorized seeking the death penalty. This opening weekend of the NFL playoffs could be one of the coldest weekends on record. Greg Eklund has more from Kansas City. For this evening's kickoff, the temperature is projected to be 8 below zero. 
1967 Ice Bowl in Green Bay when the Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys marks the coldest NFL playoff game on record at minus 13. Regardless of the weather conditions, Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey says he's excited for the start of the postseason. I know we got a big challenge with Miami coming in and uh, sure enough, uh, who doesn't love playoff football at Arrowhead, baby? In Sunday's game at Buffalo, where the Pittsburgh Steelers will travel, the Bills will kick off in 20-degree temperatures, but with a winter storm watch. For NPR News, I'm Greg Eklund in Kansas City. The University of Alabama is getting its first new head coach in 17 years. Kalen DeBoer is replacing Nick Saban, who had led the school to six national titles. DeBoer comes to Tuscaloosa with a record of 25 wins and three losses during his two years at the University of Washington. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington.